Welcome to the Cup of Cat podcast. My name is Cat, and yes, I am another 20 something year old who thinks podcasting is a good idea. We're all navigating this insane life together, and I want to be able to share my experience with you as well as have conversations with others in hopes to create a space of positivity, learning, and growing together. I also want to use this as an opportunity to hold myself accountable for the things that I'm doing. I feel like your 20s are such a time of change and so many things are going on at the same time. So I actually want to stick to the things that I want to do and I want to report back to you and let you know how they're going. So if that all sounds good, grab a cup of whatever makes you feel good and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today I have Ivan Bierge on the show. He is a rugby coach for junior and senior rugby. He has a gym slash coaching business, which I am a participant of. He also has his day job. He's starting his own podcast soon. And on top of all of that, he still manages to go to the gym every single day. So Ivan, hi, how are you? Hi, Kat. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you. Yeah, thank you for that lovely introduction. It makes it sound like I've got a, a 30 hour day, but uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here and take a bit of time and, and chat to you. I really appreciate it. It really feels like you have a 30 hour day compared to my weekday. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very impressed. And that's also one of the reasons why I wanted to chat to you because you're one of those people in my life that just, it kind of feels like you've got everything kind of figured out. And even if you don't, you still do all the things that you need to get done. Thanks. Yeah, no, just, just day by day, day by day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So give us a rundown of who you are and what do you do? So just a basic rundown. You, I think you've covered all the bases, but been working at schools as a coach, pretty much from when I finished varsity, uh, coaching rugby, involved with a whole bunch of sports, soccer, hockey, uh, swimming, all of those things. And then obviously playing club rugby on the side, coaching club rugby. And yeah, like you mentioned, very recently getting into a fitness business, a co- online coaching business. So that's me from a sporting point of view, but yeah, generally just a uh, active guy, get trying to get things done, and there's not not much much to it. Like I said, you you gave me quite an impressive introduction. Thank you. It's very impressive, I must say, and uh, it's yeah. I mean, I've been working with you for the last like about six months now, and you've made a really big impact on my life. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But I want to know what inspired you to pursue getting into the fitness industry, and then following up with going into the coaching side of things so pretty much i've always been an active guy playing sports in the gym on and off more so for rugby when i was a bit younger and i think COVID is where everything kind of changed we we were in lockdown uh couldn't get to the gym couldn't get to too much and my partner and i were stuck in a house for three weeks four weeks probably a little bit more and she actually came up with the idea of let's do 100 push-ups 100 squats 100 sit-ups a day Wow. I wasn't too keen on it at the time. <laughs> she actually um, persuaded me to get into it every single day. And as that happened, we eventually added some running into it. And it just it just kind of snowballed from there. We then helped a couple of family members and family friends that obviously had been affected with COVID and were trying to get fitter uh, just for general well-being. Yeah, And I ended up helping them out. So they kind of trained with me. I ended up coaching them. And like I said, it just went from there. And what actually happened is with me getting into it as a coaching business, after COVID, all of this gym prior to this had been for rugby per se. And 
my first came back after COVID, I uh, suffered an ACL tear. So that was a, a major surgery. And yeah, I was I was quite devastated. I think it mentally took a bit of a knock uh, to me where I was kind of like, well, that's the end of sport for me and that's it, I'm done. And again, my partner kind of was in my corner and she said, you know, you, you're not this kind of person. That's not the person you are. If you're not going to do rugby, you're going to do something else. And I kind of took that motivation of I'm going to get stuck back into it, took it into the gym, got going, eventually signed up to a new gym. Uh, and yeah, while I was there, as time went on, I had a couple of people coming up to me and saying, you know, what do you eat? Can you help us with this exercise? And I realized there's a need, there's a gap for it. And I started channeling it into something a little bit more serious. And yes, that's how we got to the point of me helping people online. And it's it's I kind of took what I'd learned and built it into something where I can assist other people as well. That's really, really awesome. And such an inspiring story as well. I mean, that injury must have really, I mean, you're such a busy person and to have such a severe injury like that must have really, you know, had an effect on you. But I mean, look at you on the side doing so, so good. So yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, I know it was taxing. It was taxing. Like I said, you, for somebody who's an active person, it's, I think mentally it takes a toll. Stand to be corrected. I think I was on bed rest for two weeks lost about five kgs in the process so to bounce back from that was i think one of the most mentally straining things that that uh that i've had to do but again it things happen for a reason and it's taken me to where i am now so it's it's definitely been a positive in a roundabout uh loopy way but it's been a positive yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way life goes. Hey, just sometimes things happen. We don't understand it. And then all of a sudden you come out on the other side and you would have never been the person that you are today without those things. So yeah, very cool. Also, you mentioned obviously you wanting to help people out and, and people coming to ask you questions and things like that. What is one of the biggest sort of misconceptions that you've come about in the fitness industry during your journey that you've debunked through working with your clients? I think one of the biggest myths, they, you know, there's a whole bunch of them, but one of the biggest myths that uh, I've come across is people tend to think that eating less will result in weight loss. And unfortunately, yeah. that's, that is a myth. It's how you eat. So you can, yes, you can eat less, but if that meal that you're eating is, for example, let's call it a Big Mac large meal. Yes, you're only eating one meal, but what is that? What is that meal worth to your body kind of thing? So I obviously try and advise my clients, rather focus on six small meals. That way you're not hungry and your body's constantly working. And it, it's, it's about what you put in. It's the macros that you put in. Again, I use the Big Mac as an example. You want to be looking at macronutrients that will, that will help your body burn what you're trying to burn at the end of the day. So yeah, I think eating less to get lose weight is definitely one of the biggest myths I've come across and working with clients once I explain it to them and once they actually start seeing that I can eat six meals in a day and still get the results I want it, it's an absolute game changer for them yeah I mean I definitely found that as well when I started working with you I'd been going to the gym for probably about a year and 
you know, the, the current thing is eat less, exercise more, you know? And so I ate less and I exercised more. And for one whole year, I didn't lose a single kg. In fact, I put on a kg and I couldn't understand it. I was like, I don't understand. I'm not eating anything. I'm not, I'm, I'm having the smallest amount of food. I'm exercising. I'm pushing myself. I'm there for like one and a half to two hours a day after work. It was insane. And only when we started having the conversation about Firstly, it's what you're eating, but secondly, getting all of the macros right and eating much more than I was eating. Because I remember you said, hey, this is going to be a little bit restrictive, so it's going to take a little second for you to adjust. And I was like, no, I, I've never had a lunch this big in my <laughs> life. And only after doing that did I really start to see a lot of progress from the advice that you've given. Yes. Yeah. So like I said, it's all about the macronutrients. So I think what a lot of people don't realize, each one of those macronutrients fats, carbs, proteins, and actually water as well. A lot of people don't realize that water is actually also a macronutrient. So each one of those requires a certain amount of ATP. I'm not going to get into the tech, the scientific side of it, but it takes a certain amount of fuel for your body to break down one of those macronutrients. Yes. So fueling your body with our protein, uh, your body takes a lot of energy to burn to, to break that down. Yeah. So that's ultimately where uh, a high protein diet comes into effect. And obviously, depending on what you want to do is, if you want to go high protein, low carb, I'll, I'd never advise zero carb because um, mm -hmm. your body does need it and it's not sustainable. But high protein, low carb, uh, calorie deficit, weight loss. And then obviously, if you want to put on a bit of muscle, you obviously got to up those carbs again because at the end of the day, carbs is the building blocks for muscle. So it's all about just getting that balance right and figuring out what the body breaks down, how long it takes to break down and what it costs the body to break that, that individual macronutrient down. So back to you mentioning about the, your your injury and the issues that you had with your mental health. How has this lifestyle that you're living now and your exercise and fitness journey impacted your mental health? So I would say it's twofold. So in that way, it's coming from an injury and now finding myself to be a lot stronger. It's It's been a positive. But I think what a lot of people also don't realize is, and I'm not, I don't shy away from it, is obviously it, it, you adopt a different mindset. So whereas I've came from that mindset to a mindset now where I want to exercise, I want to gym, but I'm at a point now where I'm doing it to stay healthy. But I would say probably about a year ago, it was different where I was training to be like, I want to be like 9% body fat and in any end up not going out with friends, you end up not, you're going out for dinner and you get to a restaurant that's like, can I have a chicken burger, but hold the bun and, mm. and give me and give me the, the veg. So then it becomes a different mindset and it becomes a different uh, sort of, I would say maybe OCD with my food, Yeah, which is also not a good place to to be at. And I think a lot of people have that misconception of, oh, because I'm, I'm not doing that, I must do this. So I think there's, you've got to find a balance. You've got to find a balance to balance your mental health because you can't go from I'm in a dark place because of an injury. So now I'm going to lean on the gym because yeah. then the gym becomes a crutch and then you become OCD about the food. So you got to kind of try and balance it out and be at a point where you're happy, you're working hard, you're eating well, but you're happy with yourself at the end of the day. You're not freaking out like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have eaten that one extra jelly tot this afternoon. Yeah. Like you don't, yeah. want to, you don't want to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely found it's helped with my mental health as well. And I come from sort of a slightly different perspective on it, where I was very burnt out from the career that I had and the sort of just the 
tax of doing a lot of work and the studying at the same time. I was barely getting any sleep. I had to do it. I was forced to do it because we'd moved out here to Cape Town and we were kind of like fending for ourselves. So we had to work. We had to pay our rent. We had to do everything. And so it was difficult for all of our friends to understand because they were also students and they most of them were living at home with their parents and they were like, well, you know, why don't you want to hang out with us? Why don't you want to come out with us? And then that kind of impacted my social life as well. And only after I'd sort of cut ties with everything, I severed my whole life. And I said, you know what? I can't, I can't do this anymore. It's not good for me. I'm, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to do anything. I don't have the energy to do anything until I started exercising. And then, you know, after every single workout, I might be going in really tired and exhausted, but at the end of it, I've got a thousand times more energy than I did when I started with it. So from that perspective, it's helped me immensely because now it's so ingrained into my routine that on a weekend now, which I usually don't go to the gym on the weekend, but if I'm like, oh, I've got a big day and I need to do some work on Saturday, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning and get the, my routine started in that way. It is a game changer when you realize it works like that, as opposed to gym is going to make me tired for the day. So there was a stage when I belonged to a gym that opened at half past four in the morning and best you believe I was one of the first three people there in the morning. So yeah. half past four in the morning and people were like, it's absolutely crazy. But at the time, that's the only time I had. So by the time half past five came around and the sun was coming up, I'd already done a workout. And like I found I had a lot of energy. Like I would hit the day running. And then on a day when I didn't do that, then I was kind of like, oh, and I'm sluggish. And mm. so it does. And I think it's just that that endorphins and that dopamine that hits you early in the morning and it, it almost starts your day off with achieving something. You know, there's a saying that goes, if you want to have a good day, start by making your bed. So it's exactly yeah. the same thing. Start your day off by having an accomplishment. And and it just it, it releases that 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 reward system in your brain. And then it just, you just want to keep going after that. So that's, it's, it's a, it's a good way to start. It's just having the discipline to, to get there in the mornings, especially mm. when you, when you're working a, a day job at eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's, it's getting your bedtime routine in check as well, because <laughs> sometimes when we feel like we've got, we've had a long day at work and then we get home, that's, you know, we've been so busy dedicating our day to everybody else. We'll sit on our phone and we'll scroll until two o'clock in the morning because this is our personal time now. But what you're actually doing is you're robbing yourself of tomorrow's time. And once you get that sleep cycle sorted, you can actually... You, get up in the morning really early and go start doing the things that you need to do. So that leads me to the next question that I wanted to ask you was about time. What would you say to somebody who's living a very busy life and wants to get into fitness, but you know, a lot of people say, I don't have time for this, or I don't have the time or the energy. I don't have the money to eat healthy. I don't have the time to make dinner every night. I don't have the time to go to the gym. You know, what advice would you have for those kind of people? So I think you you touched on it already. Uh, getting into routine is so crucial. So I'll use us as an example. Uh, we know we've got an early morning, so we try and push to be in bed at a certain time. And often friends who work different professions, my partner and I are both teachers, uh, we both work at schools. So we often get a bit of ridicule from friends and family being like, oh, you're in bed the same time as the children. Like, uh, but, uh, but our day starts at a different time. Yeah. Our, our clock is different. So... You know, it depends. I think it depends on what profession you're in and what your time allows you. But if you're somebody that start work at eight o'clock, if you can try and get a bit of exercise in five in the morning, is it, it's early, but it's not that early. Half past five. If you're up at five, you can be on the road jogging or in the gym by about half past five, quarter to six. 
can shower at the gym. You can go straight from there. I know it's not ideal for everybody. Yeah. Um, some people do work longer days. But at the end of the day, if if you can, it depends on the dedicated job. Like some people try and get five to six times a week in, in the gym or for a run. But for the average person just trying to get healthier and improve their physique, their fitness, their longevity, three times a week is perfect. If you can squeeze in a run one day, uh, maybe a walk on the beach on a Sunday afternoon and maybe one day on, on the weights, it's more than you need. And then again, it comes down to, to how you eat. The average person doesn't require a kg of chicken breast today, for example. Yeah. But there are ways to to eat healthy on a budget. It is doable. It's just how you budget your spending. So you can't, for example, say, well, I don't like to eat rice. I don't like to eat potatoes. But those are the things that on a budget, those are the things that are effective. That's what's going to get you a good quality whole foods potatoes rice those things are natural naturally occurring products so at the end of the day it comes down to i would say commitment and yeah. discipline and ultimately how much you want it because you can say you walk past somebody at the beach in december and you go wow yo that guy's so lucky he's got such good genetics at the end of the day it's not genetics if you go back you'll find that that guy's probably eating brown rice and chicken five days a week and it doesn't cost him much yeah, but he's decided what he wants, and he said, "You know what? I'm I'm going to sacrifice a little bit to to get that reward. And nothing is gained without sacrifice. So I think yeah. you say you don't have time, but you make time for the things that that are important to you. And if your health is important to you, you 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 try and find the time, even if it's twenty minutes uh, in the morning or or in the afternoons." Yeah. And I think like if if your health isn't important to you now, there's going to be a time very soon where it's going to be important to you, where you're going to need to catch up and go, oh, actually, you know what? This thing that I'm in, this meat suit that I'm carrying around, like this is the only one that I've got. And when you think about like how much your body controls, your mind state, your mental health, everything else, you go, oh, actually, I think I need to start looking after this thing, <laughs> which is how I fell into it, you know? Yeah, yeah, you you you've got to. I mean, it's. I think COVID was a bit was a big eye opener for everybody. Yeah, I know my folks especially. They were never really people that were active uh, from as long as I can remember. Yeah, same. <laughs> but COVID changed uh, for a lot of people, and suddenly my dad's phoning me at five in the morning and saying, uh, "Yeah, I'll pop over to my house. We're going to go for a three k walk." And I was like, nice. "Whoa, what?" Yeah. And I think a lot of people. During that time, we didn't have much to do. So everybody's like, oh, you know, how do I pass the time? Let's exercise. And then people are like, whoa, this feels great. And I think that it it changed for a lot of people. Like a lot of people that weren't pro-exercise before or pro-gym or pro-fitness suddenly realized, wow, I actually quite enjoyed that time. Like uh, I think COVID made a lot of um, people into runners, in my opinion. I saw mm. a lot of people that before weren't runners and now were suddenly like, Hey, yo, I'm thinking of doing the comrades. Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> but but I think that's it, it, it changed. People realize health is important. And COVID, I think, was a was a scare for not just us, but the whole world where people realize you gotta make the most of it. You can't just sit and play on your phone all the time because yeah. when when ill health comes knocking, you you can Google as much as you want, but it's 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 not gonna be it's not gonna help you at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, since I've started making these positive changes, I've not been sick once. And I've been, I used to be someone who got 
like chronically sick. I used to be down with the flu at least once a month. And then that would affect my body. Now I don't have the energy to go out because I'm sick all the time. I'm not doing well. Like, I don't know what is happening. Once I changed my diet, once I started exercising, once I started taking my health a lot more seriously, I stopped getting sick. I haven't been sick in ages. And yeah, obviously I work from home. So that helps insanely because I'm not going out so much anymore, but I am. I'm at the gym every day. I'm seeing a whole bunch of sweaty people every day. I'm exposed to a lot of body fluids all the time. So, you know, if if I had a weaker immune system, I would be getting sick a lot more often, but I haven't been sick at all. So it really has improved my overall health as well. That's awesome. I think it's just, it's, it's the fuel that you put into your body and it just helps it run more efficiently. And ultimately it, it gives you the best fighting chance against any illnesses as well as um, at the end of the day, injuries as well. If mm. you, if you're in the gym and you are lifting weights or walking or any of those things, you, you're strengthening the muscles and the ligaments uh, around an injury point. So you, you are finding that injuries will be easier to recover from. Mm. So you often, you hear the word uh, rehabilitation after an injury. So this is look at it as prehabilitation. So you preemptively planning that, the knee might get injured the joint might get injured i might need a hip replacement in the long run yeah if you strengthen the muscles and the ligaments around that it will just make that injury so much easier to bounce back from as as opposed to if you've never exercised the muscles in that surrounding area before yeah and i also find like with exercising as well like i'm not getting as sore as often anymore i used to get like super sore whenever we'd switch up our our routine for the next six weeks that first week i was in so much pain. And this last transition now has been almost effortless and I'm lifting heavier than I ever have. I'm putting way more effort than I have been before. And my recovery time has, you know, come to a grinding halt. Like I don't, the next day I'm like, well, I'm a bit stiff, stretch it out, go to my workout. I'm feeling a hundred times better afterwards. Yeah. I mean, obviously you you don't realize that you don't have to do out and out cardio, but your cardiovascular health is, is improving. And that obviously has a direct correlation to working with your oxygen, your blood, your, your, your cells and all of that. So all of those things will come a lot easier. Like I said, I'm not going to get into a lot of the scientific things. Yeah. We can, we can say that for your podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, all of these things, they, they do tie in together and you will find, you know, our bodies are naturally made to adapt. So as you, you exercise more, eventually it will, it will learn to adapt. And, but the same can be said if uh, you had to today decide to go run a 10K, you, you will be stuck for a week because oh, it's yeah. not something that your body is used to. Yeah. As opposed to the same can be said, a comrade runner gets into the gym and, and, and benches whatever way, they, they, it'll feel different because your body adapts over time. And that ultimately allows you to grow more quicker because as you get used to it your body adapts recovery is quicker it's like hey yeah i know that muscle gets sore all the time it's fine or get, but it's when you use a muscle that you don't often use that's when uh yeah that's when the, that's the trick eh? yeah and then i want to ask you what has been like the proudest moment you've been of yourself so far yeah so the, i think there's a few obviously uh, different different parts i think at the moment i'll touch on the gym mostly so a, a proud moment is obviously working with clients and seeing results like it it's it's for me it's it's fulfilling and it's it's awesome it's awesome to to get feedback and, and well, people pop me a message and and say hey man like that, that workout was awesome or yeah. so i've had a couple of clients who have sent me messages and be like what have you made me do like i can't walk or i can't lift my arms and like it's it's, it's a fulfilling moment and then yeah i think i'll like i said i'll try and stick to the to the gym theme 
for me, proud moments is obviously also seeing results in myself. So I go to the gym, I try and, and get the most out of my body. And those moments really come to fruition when you, when you're on the bench or you on a deadlift or you squatting or leg pressing and you get a weight that you genuinely never thought was even like possible. You, you, you heard of guys doing it. You saw guys doing it on videos and mm. then you, you do that, you do that weight or you do that exercise and you do it effectively. And it just, yeah, that just, it just, it, it feels good. And yeah, it's a proud moment, but I think, like I said, it's working with people and helping them reach those goals as well is also very fulfilling for, for me as well as for them. Uh, I love hearing that they that they also they do a waste and they're like I never thought I would do that and that's 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 awesome. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. You're telling my story. I mean, like, I was never like, oh, I'm gonna be like a weightlifter. In fact, I used to actually just like you know people who went to the gym after and I'd be like, oh, this person can't talk about anything else but the gym. But now that I'm actually doing it, I'm like, wow, you know, there's so much so much that goes into it there's so much effort that goes into it there's so much that has to do with your eating it's basically like a science and there's a lot that goes into it so no wonder everyone who goes to the gym is talking about the gym all the time it's taking up like the biggest amount of their mental space right now because it's a huge thing and i remember like when you incorporated deadlifts into our into our routine i'm like okay you know start off with the bar okay i can lift 20 kgs okay cool (laughs) and when i lifted that 100 kgs for the first time i was mind blown because i was messing around i I would have never thought to put 100 kgs on there i was doing like 50 or something and lifting my little bar and my partner was next to me and he was doing 100 kgs and i was like let me just let me let me just see you know let me just mess around with this and i lifted it and i was like oh my gosh i can't hold on let me do this again everyone please come and witness this because i didn't (laughs) think i could ever do and i lifted it and i I immediately messaged you i hadn't even left the gym yet i was like even oh my god i lifted 100 kgs and it was such a proud moment for myself because, like, I, you know. Yeah, but you see, those are too, those are the the times. Those are the the moments that make you proud. Like I said, yeah. I that saying in my life. I mean, I don't think we've got enough time for that. And that based on what you've just said. So, for example, for me, that's 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 a big moment. And my partner, she she does come and gym with me as well. So it's, I, I, I'm proud of her too. Like I said in the beginning, she's the one that kind of during COVID was like, "Hey, listen." No more pineapple beer. Uh, let's get <laughs> let's get the squats in. Let's get some running in. Yeah. And um, a proud moment for me was when when she came to the gym as well. She signed up. She comes and trains with me from time to time. And so her favorite is the leg press. And in the beginning, it was like, okay, I'm gonna put like like 20 kgs on each side. And a proud moment was one day I did trick her. I'll be honest, I did trick her. Um, <laughs> I told her to go and fetch, I think it was my water bottle. And when she went, I had slipped like an extra, I think it was 20 kgs on, 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 or 20 kgs on each side or something. And she was like, oh, the most I've ever done was, um, I think it was like a hundred at the time or something. And I was like, oh yeah, this is about the same. And she smashed it. And I was like, go, 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 you can do it. You can do it. And only once she got up that, uh, tell her, oh, listen, you've actually just done 40 kgs over your PR. Yes. Yeah. So that was, that was, it was, a, she wasn't too impressed with my, my <laughs> sneakiness, but it was proud for me because she had come and she had exercised and she had, and she had come and done something with me that I enjoyed. And to see that elation on her face was also, it was a proud moment for me. Yeah. Or just like when someone comes up to you at the gym and they go like, wow well done. And you're like, thank you. (laughs) You know what? Like, I appreciate that. (laughs) What are your goals going into the future, say 
five years time? So ultimately, I think with the online coaching, that is obviously something that uh, I started to help people, but it is obviously something that I enjoy. And it would be something that I would look into um, full time. I do enjoy working at the school, but I think as 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 times change, uh, like you mentioned, I coach rugby. I do still coach rugby. I'm currently starting with an under 13 side in a month's time. I'm working with a senior side. But when I was at the school, that was my that was my my, my big thing. That was my forte. Yeah. And now times have changed. The gym is more my passion. So I think at five years, if I could, if I could be helping clients, if I had 30 clients on a month to month basis and I was helping people again, that would be something that I would that I'd be really passionate about. Um, I have also considered potentially getting on stage at some point. I don't know when, Um, but it is also something that I thought about, even if I just do it once, just to say I actually did it. And in stage, in what regard? I probably, I want to do a, I want to do a show at a small body, just a novice amateur bodybuilding. It's something I've considered because the question often gets asked, why, why are you in the gym five days a week? Why are you pushing for a certain weight? Why are you eating the way you're eating? And my answer is always, I'm goal driven. So if I if I set to a goal, I want to I want to reach uh, X amount of weight, body weight, then I will push for it. And then once I get there, I'm like, okay, now let's see how quickly I can drop three kgs and cut my body fat down. So because of that, it's a, it's a constant up down up down. And at the end of the day, I need a reason why. So if I'm gonna continue doing it the way I am, I want to say I'm doing it because. Just one time, honestly, just just one time, get on stage, do it, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. If I come stone last, you know, I think it's just to have the courage to go up there and be like, this is what I've worked for for four or five years and this is what I've brought to the table. So I think that would that would be exciting. So if I can get the, the coaching business going and just one time, I, don't, I won't do it in a, uh, I think I'll do the, the, the vision where they can wear baggies. I don't think anything <laughs> other than the baggies is going to work for me. So definitely baggies, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll maybe con- I'll maybe consider that in, in the next year or two. Okay, awesome. I mean, I'm manifesting it for you. And I think that, I mean, yeah, I mean, you are so goal-oriented. I think anything that you put your mind to, you'll, you know, you'll smash it out of the park. And that also brings me to you wanting to do a podcast. That's so exciting because it's something that I absolutely love doing. And um, yeah, that's going to be happening soon. Yes, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean... And definitely something I've been considering. And like I said to you earlier, being at the gym and, and realizing that there was a gap um, with people are finding not not having the knowledge or access to the information that that they so desperately require. Mm. So even the things we chatted about today, like um, myths in the fitness industry, um, like I mentioned, uh, ATP and how many calories it takes to, to break down certain macronutrients, all those things, people don't have access to it. And the goal is to have this podcast to be educational yeah. and to bring that knowledge to to people who don't have access to it or don't know necessarily where to find it or even worse, don't know what you can trust. There's mm. so much misinformation out there regarding the fitness industry that you don't know what to trust. You don't know which diets to trust. You don't know what exercise to trust. So kind of wanting to take what I've studied in nutrition and, and athlete development and just knowledge that I've gathered over the years and kind of bring it forward so people can ultimately it, I want it to be a one-stop shop where you can listen to me and you know what to eat, how to eat, how to train and everything in between. 
Awesome. I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm really, really excited to, you know, be the first person in the beginning of this journey for you, as you are for me as well, which is really, really awesome. I'm so glad we're doing this together. Before we go, though, please let the listeners know where they can get a hold of you, where they can follow you. If they want to be part of your training program, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Awesome. So the best place to you could find me is probably on uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. So Instagram is where I, I post all my workout videos, my workout tips and everything like that. So you can find me on it's Ivan.Bietcha. Very simple. So it's R-V-A-N dot B-E-E-T-G-E. -E. So mm -hmm. pop on there. All my links are on there. And then from there, we can chat. And then if anybody wants to, to get involved with some plans, then we can we can take it from there. Awesome. And we'll drop that all in the show notes as well so that anyone who's listening can just go click on the link and send, send it straight through to you. Awesome. Awesome. Ivan, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. This conversation has been enlightening. It's been inspiring. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to have a chat with me. No, awesome. Thank you so much for, for having me and having a chat. I think it was, it was awesome. I, I always enjoy answering ideas and chatting to people that are, that are like-minded and also have very similar goals to myself. So it was, it was definitely an enjoyable afternoon. Well, have a good evening and I'll chat to you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and listen to what I have to say and listen to my podcast. I really appreciate that. I love you so very, very much. If you liked what you listened to, please give me a five-star rating or a thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please consider subscribing or following again on whatever platform you're listening to. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll chat to you soon. Bye.